Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's been a long leadership race. I think everyone would agree. But ultimately, I think this has been good for the Conservative Party. More than twice as many members are voting in this contest than voted in the last race in 2020. The Conservative Party membership has has swelled to unprecedented levels that suggest not just engagement in the leadership race, but some enthusiasm uh, about the party going forward, some enthusiasm maybe for conservatism. So there's an opportunity here for conservatives that maybe hasn't been there in a while. And maybe partly that's because of Pierre Polyev's uh, ascension. And we certainly expect that he is indeed going to prevail. So joining us to talk about what this moment is, how the conservatives can seize it, and what this all means, not just for the party, but for the conservative movement in this country. Very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, Jamil Giovanni, president of the Canada Strong and Free Network. Obviously been watching all of this very closely. Jamil, great to have you with us here this afternoon. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, great to be with you. I guess, you know, we'll just start with the kind of the the uh, obvious, maybe the crystal ball gazing. I mean, we, we expect Pierre Polyev is, is likely to win handily this evening. Is that kind of what you're expecting? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Pierre Polyev has been, you know, the perceived front runner from day one. And I think in large mm-hmm. part because he really did pivot very quickly from Aaron O'Toole sort of failing to keep everyone together in the conservative coalition to presenting himself as the guy who can keep this coalition together. And I think Pierre Polyev has done a good job of asserting himself in that role. We'll see, of course, he's got you know some time to see whether he can put a winning coalition together that can actually win an election to govern the country. But in terms of bringing conservatives together, you're absolutely right. I mean, he's grown the membership base. He's attracted a lot of young people, millennials and Gen Zers. And most importantly, he's provided a voice to people who are unhappy with the status quo and looking for some challenge to people in power. You know, maybe to some extent, you know, Jean Charest kind of represented that status quo or maybe represented, you know, yesterday's politics. But look, the fact that he was in this race garnered some support. I mean, you know, he's a factor. Pierre Polyev certainly, you know, ran hard against Jean Charest, suggesting he was uh, more of a liberal than a conservative. Do you think that can be reconciled? Do you think there's there's a place still in the party for, for Jean Charest and his supporters? For some of them, yes. I mean, I think there will be people, and there have been some John Charest supporters who've come out and said they're going to leave the party if Pierre Polyev wins. And some of them may be telling the truth, because the reality is a lot of John Charest's support came from people who are really trying to defend the status quo in this country, particularly the economic status quo. And for those folks, maybe they're not going to like the direction of the Conservative Party moving forward, which is trying to be more responsive to the middle class, to the working class, hardworking men and women. That's a shift. And some people might not like that shift. But I think the majority of people who support Jean Charest will uh, get behind Pierre Polyev, maybe not right away, but eventually, because at the end of the day, he's also the alternative to Justin Trudeau. And I don't think a lot of those people are happy with Trudeau in power. So, you know, as long as Polyev can present himself as an alternative who will be more responsive to people's concerns than Trudeau has been, I think he'll be able to build a big enough tent to actually grow the movement moving forward. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I think the liberals talk a good game, you know, that they're, they're not afraid of Pierre Polyev, but I, I, I think they should be, or at least they should be afraid of what's happening right now. Maybe they speak from experience. Look, I mean, you know, they, they came in in 2015 with a strong message of change that really resonated clearly with Canadians. 
Canadians. Right now, Canadians want change, and the Liberals don't represent that. So how worried should the Liberals be? What, what's driving this uh, you know, desire for change or this uh, unrest with the status quo right now? Yeah, it's a a really important question, Rob. I think some of what's driving the change is the economy, inflation, housing prices, gas prices, a lot of people feeling like their dollar is not going as far today as it went 10 years ago. Um, I think that's driving a lot of frustration with the Trudeau government. Obviously, the the handling of the pandemic, I don't want to pretend that there was an easy alternative. I mean, this is a complicated problem to address from every level of government over the last three years. But there are a lot of people who are very frustrated with Trudeau's particularly divisive approach where he's openly you know, spoken about unvaccinated people or even people who are just who are vaccinated but don't like a lot of the mandates or these sorts of policies. He's spoken about them in a very disdainful way, which I think is naturally going to breed contempt toward his government. And then I think the third major factor is on a cultural level. I mean, If people look back at the kinds of things Justin Trudeau was saying when he first was running for prime minister, he used to come out and say to people, you know, one way we can solve our social problems is encouraging more fathers in the home more families to stay intact. These days, if he spoke that way, he'd be called a social conservative. And I think the the degree to which the liberals have changed on cultural issues over the last 10 years has left a lot of Canadians sort of standing here being like, whoa, whoa. I mean, now it's like it's moving at such a fast pace that people don't feel like they even know where our our culture is anymore. So I think all of these different things, economics, the pandemic stuff, the cultural stuff is all aggregating into some you know big ball of frustration toward the Trudeau government. And Pierre Polyev is such a strong communicator that I think he's providing a voice to those frustrations and it's resonating with a lot of people. There's two interesting things here to me that, that stand out. And one of it involves Pierre Polyev, and it seems like he's he's drawing in people that maybe have, have been on the, the sidelines when it comes to politics, haven't been involved in parties, maybe haven't even voted. Uh, we also had in Ontario recently the re-election of Doug Ford and you know the, the factors there, the the blue collar workers that, that were part of that winning coalition, people that maybe in the past, you know, the working class voters who maybe had voted NDP in the past, you know, finding themselves in that conservative camp. I think, you know, those two forces uh, could be really powerful for conservatives. Absolutely. So, you know, in Ontario, we've seen Ontario's uh, labor minister, Monty McNaughton, as well as Premier Doug Ford, go to great lengths to build relationships with unions. And they were endorsed by a number of uh, unions, especially in the construction industry, in the lead up to June's uh, re-election, where they won a majority of seats in Ontario's parliament. So there does seem to be momentum in connecting with union members, connecting with working class and middle class voters. I think it's an opportunity that, that the Conservatives across Canada need to take very seriously because the NDP is slipping right now. I really feel like Jagmeet Singh is on the ropes. The party that has historically represented hardworking union members now has sort of made a deal with the Trudeau government. They're kind of owning and supporting a lot of the policies that union members don't like when it comes to things like inflation and driving up the cost of living. So the Conservatives have a real opportunity. And, you know, one of the things I wrote in the National Post this week, just to kind of encourage Conservatives to be mindful of some of the changes they need to make too. Because what I'm worried about is a lot of this momentum as a conservative. I'm worried that a lot of this momentum could be dissipated if these guys continue to go back to the old playbook of fighting with teachers unions and nursing unions. And, you know, I think they need to realize there's an opportunity to change how conservatives 
do politics as well and not just ride this wave of anti-liberal and anti-NDP sentiment. We're fighting with each other. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we saw that uh, with, uh, you know, what happened under Aaron O'Toole, you know, where I am here in Alberta, you're certainly seeing a lot of conservative infighting here. I mean, it's not good for, for the party. It's not good for the movement, is it? Well, it depends on what people are fighting over. Like, I think, you know, the average Canadian, if they see people having a genuine debate about ideas and policies and really a contest over what's best for the country, I don't think the average voter, conservative, liberal, NDP, whatever, sees that as a bad thing. It's when it gets like personal and myopic and yeah. small-minded, that's where the fighting, I think, starts to feel like, is it really about Canada at this point or is it about people's personal egos? So my you know, hope is that moving forward, whenever the next election might be, that Pierre Polyev and his team really uh, you know, take that to heart and focus on the issues and not get caught up into, you know, small personal grievances. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.